When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Want to listen to the full Burt Show every day, uninterrupted, with no ads? Become a bonus Burt Show subscriber. Find out more at theburtshow.com slash bonus BS. The Burt Show. The Burt Show. Cassie has the answer for you to find happiness in your life if it escapes you. No pressure, Cassie. Go. Yeah, I'm going to pull it out of you. I'm going to eke it out of you. All right, so the question is this. It's one of those philosophical questions. Did you get this from TikTok? No, I got it from a doctor, TikToker. (laughs) (laughs) So Dr. TikToker says, if you knew that you had one hour left in your life, right? You only have an hour left. You're not allowed to see any friends, family, loved ones, or contact them at all. How you still got rules if you ain't got an hour left to live? <laughs> Listen, God's being very particular. Right? If you only had one hour left, how would you spend that hour knowing that you couldn't contact loved ones? So I can't see my child. I can't see my husband. Nope. Nope. It's just me and... Well, think of it like you already said your goodbyes and you got a bonus hour. But they think you're gone. You can't okay. see them. All right. I'm making it complicated. You cannot see them. That made okay. it better for some reason. Yeah. Did it? Yes. Yeah. You already said goodbye. This, okay. isn't, this okay. isn't a traumatic thing. Okay. But. So every so you have one hour left to do whatever you want to do to make you happy. And money is no object. Like nothing. Nothing okay. stands in your way. You literally could do anything that you want. I would go to the beach where I have made... This is going to make me sad. This is not going to make me happy, Cassie. I did, well, okay. Yeah. Sadness, yeah. and then we wade through the sadness to the happiness. Yeah, you because, know, you know, that's my greatest fear in life is death. Um, <laughs> I would go to the beach where I've spent the or made the most memories with my family, and I would sit there and I would watch the sunset one last time. Oh, that's Aww. beautiful. Oh, that's deep. Except it's dawn, so get out of here. No, you can't make that <laughs> Well, I would watch the sunrise. It's noon. It's high noon. <laughs> I would burn my flesh on the beach at noon with no sunscreen. Abby, for me, I would want to be in a cool city somewhere and walk to the coolest restaurant that I've seen. I'm just going to walk, and whatever looks interesting, I'm going to pop in, sit at the bar, strike up a conversation with the bartender, get hella wine drunk, and have a really nice steak with dessert. Ooh. No. I'm really sitting there thinking, uh, I think I would go to the beach as well. Come to, um, But it would be it would be a lot more drinking than, than KK mentioned, <laughs> and a um, little bit of Bob Marley action in there, too, on the beach. That's what I would do. <laughs> Not listening to his music, but no. partaking in something else. Exactly that. So the, the thought of the exercise is whatever you would spend your last hour of your life doing outside of obviously contacting family and friends, because everyone would want to contact family and friends, is your goals for life. That is what you should be striving for, toward either in your daily life or as breaks from your normal chaotic life. So Kristen, for you, we're doing it, nothing. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's the beach is solitude and mm-hmm. you're taking in the beauty of nature. So yeah. for you, like in between the like, hectic life, 
trips to like the beach or places with beautiful vistas to recenter and set yourself Mm -hmm. is what's ultimately going to help you stay stable and happy long term. Fascinating. Mm -hmm. Abby. High functioning alcoholism. (laughs) (laughs) High functioning being the primary um, point of that sentence. (laughs) But for you, it's obviously besides the high functioning alcoholism, you love meeting new people. Right, mm-hmm. you're striking up conversations. You have a whole podcast, the Breakup Breakdown, where you interview people. So for you right now, it's meeting new people, trying new experiences, new restaurants, that delicious food, and just sort of making sure that your life is constantly filled with new things coming in, so that you don't get bored. Oh, okay, that is kind of insightful. It makes me feel a little bit better about the wine comment. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, you are the, uh, death is impending. I don't think anybody's going to judge you for wanting yeah. to be drunk <laughs> or high before it happens. I was taking communion. Yeah. Repenting for all my sins. The bar was the church. (laughs) I got some bread in there too. Free bread basket. And Mo, obviously, yours is being high. Yeah. And traveling. Because I thought about traveling. That's why I said the beach, but I figured I only had an hour. So. But that's no. but that's the same kind of thing as Kristen. Like the traveling is an escape. It helps you reset. And yep. then honestly, hanging with Bob probably helps you re- like escape from the pressures of everyday life. 1, if things are weighing down, it's probably one of the times where you can really relax and be like, oh, I have no responsibilities right now in this moment. I can, in the moment. Ah. I can be here in this moment and really like sit with myself. So as you go through life, the whole thought is to keep these in mind mm-hmm. so that you're always setting these either goals, either daily, weekly, every couple of months so that you can really have your happiness. Okay, you're not exempt. What are you doing? Eating McDonald's. Uh, <laughs> I'm eating everything from McDonald's menu on my bed by myself. Ooh. Are you serious? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I was like, okay, we're going to have to embrace this and oh. we're going to have to make her feel good about Could this. You imagine, that's my happiness throughout the week is like every time I do a fast food drive through Bob Molly would have helped you too. Yeah. <laughs> Those McFlurries are good. <laughs> Probably honestly going to the mountains and checking in some of the the vistas or I really like somehow want to get into like the secret archives of the Vatican and just see what they have down there because there's supposed to be some really cool stuff so I'm either going like serene in the mountains or Da Vinci Code full on. (laughs) That is classic Cassie. Yeah I need a little mystery and some breaks. The Burt Show. All right, why women are quietly quitting dating and there's nothing we can do about it. That was the name of the article. And Abby, I think this is one, this one's going to hit you right in your soul because you have not quietly quit dating because obviously you're on the radio and you got to talk about it because you've already deleted all of your dating apps. Yeah, I'm very loudly quitting dating. I've tell, told everybody in my life, told every stranger I've met at bars. I've even told men that still see me on Hinge because I'm out here looking for those voice prompts for for our uh, unhinged segment. But yeah, I, I kind of got to the point where I felt like I was trying to turn my dating life into something productive by being on dating apps and striving to get out there. And I just kind of felt like, what am I doing? I've been doing the same thing over and over again. It's not working. Maybe if I quit, something good will happen. All right, so the article starts like this. According to multiple sources, women are increasingly choosing to stay single rather than date or marry a man. This is particularly true for women over 30 who experience dating fatigue as well as women who have already divorced once. Um, Most women don't talk about their decision to avoid men altogether, which is why we're calling this quietly quitting. They just do it. A switch clicks in their mind, and from that day on, they plan a life around being single. 
Women don't discuss their decision to avoid dating for a variety of reasons. Some want, don't want to be derided. Others just feel too hurt to bring it up. Even more, feel like everyone around them will try to convince them otherwise, despite them having their mind made up. Like me trying to match Miss Abby after she deleted all of her apps. That is definitely a real thing. All right, so the reason most women quit dating is that men don't seem to want to behave like decent people. Um, the author says, I wish I could say it's something else. I wish I could say it's because girls chase after the wrong guys, but it's very clearly systemic. So here are, according to this article, the four reasons why women are quietly quitting dating. And we've already pretty much handled the first one, Abby. You would agree, dating apps suck. Dating apps suck. And I think it also makes people more passive in real life because they think, oh, I see that cute girl across the bar. She's probably on Bumble. I'm not going to approach her. I'll hope that I'll just keep swiping and come across her. Um, yeah, this says women constantly have to face crude harassment from men in the form of lewd messages and unsolicited pictures. And Mo, you've never been into dating apps, so. Nah, I was uh, on it quick. It was quick for me. I was on and off. I tried it like a couple times. I went on one date and I was like, this is not for me. Uh, and do you feel like, so women are quietly quitting dating. Um, I, I don't have an article that says men are quietly quitting dating, but you can weigh in as far as to if you think some of these also apply to dudes as far as, you know, how difficult it is out there to, to find a mate. Okay. Um, too many men have too little to offer. <laughs> That's harsh. Uh, the market for a decent life partner is slim AF, and most men who hit women up dangle a wedding ring like a carrot on a stick. Some will allow themselves to live with women for decades with no commitment on their end. Women don't want that. They want a real companion. And then women have to deal with men who expect intimacy all the time with little in terms of affection, commitment, money, or even enjoyment in return. It's become the norm, and women are getting tired of it. <laughs> I feel like that is really harsh, and I... I I hear that, and I don't want men hear, men listening to think that women think that there aren't good men out there. I just do really feel like the ratio is off. I feel like women are expected to be all things all the time, beautiful, intelligent, educated, support yourself, but also rely on a man when you when you get into a relationship. There's so many different boxes that we have to, that I feel like we're constantly checking for ourselves in an attempt to be competitive in this dating market. I just feel like there are so many options for men and I don't feel like there are as many options for women that are of equal caliber to the kind of effort that we're putting out there. And Mo, as a man, do you feel like the market for a decent life partner is slim AF for y'all? Absolutely. I, I, I think it's always um, interesting when you when you hear women say that, like the options are better for us, because I'll be thinking like, where? <laughs> where, where, where is this at? But I, it, I think it's for either uh, gender, you find that it's difficult to find what you're specifically looking for, and I feel like that makes you believe that that person is not out there, but mm. I also think that that's why when you do start to focus on yourself, as this article is saying, I do think that's when you'll start to meet a higher caliber of people. Mm. I feel like, too, as a society, both men and women, we become increasingly more and more self-centered and selfish, and you see it in the way people react to even national movements or small-scale stuff. And I think that has an impact on dating because if you're only looking out for yourself, you're never looking out for how you can help your partner partner and make them better. And it's not to say you don't care. It's just kind of an intrinsic, like, woven into the fabric of your being. And that's how society is raising people. And then if you also look at, I'm going to blame boomers, <laughs> like our, our grandparents as well and parents, 
a lot of them have the hyper traditional model of marriage that Abby you just touched upon, where you know women have to check all the boxes and the man went to, the, to was the provider, and that doesn't work anymore. But I feel bad for men who are being raised with this model of marriage, thinking that applies today, and there's nowhere to teach them any differently. Mm. And then women are like, we don't want this, and then it's just kind of be like we're butting heads. Do you know what I mean? But it, it's not like intrinsically men are bad or women are bad. It's just we have been fed different messages and they're not meshing. Mm -hmm. Next on the list is bad experiences. Most women I know end up having at least two men refuse to take them on proper dates, accidentally bring up a fancy restaurant they suddenly can't afford, or worse, lose their wallet at said venue. The negging, the poking at women, the way men pick them apart, and the way women always get scolded for speaking up about the way they get treated are pretty horrible. I would say it's traumatic. I w- I'm lucky enough to where I don't have like a bad, bad experience or like a bad, bad ex-boyfriend, but my friends definitely do. And I I, th- I would say of this list that you've just listed out, the, the negging is maybe something that I've gotten a couple of times, especially like if I'm at a career high, mm-hmm. I feel like if a man doesn't feel like he's on that level yet or isn't striving towards that, he's going to try and put down my accomplishments to make himself feel better. And the last one is no need for a partner. Women who want families have the opportunity to get their own child whenever they want. A fertility clinic is just a call away. Women can have their own jobs and they can also nurture entire social lives for themselves. In the past, women were not given a way to support themselves. Their entire status depended on who they married. This is no longer the case. So this is why women are quietly quitting dating. Mm, we don't need no man. Uh-huh. Yeah. need to be fixed. The Burt Show. Time to get buzzed on the hot goss from Hollywood with Abby. It's the Burt Show's entertainment buzz. Kim Zolciak Bierman didn't show up for her divorce hearing. And this is just a couple days after she filed the Have It Dismissed. So Kim Zolciak and Croy Bierman have been going through this back and forth, back and forth of will, will they or won't they get divorced. They filed for divorce and then they unfiled for divorce and then they filed for divorce again. So it sounds like this may be the last time. So they are in Atlanta or Croy was in an Atlanta courthouse, you know, ready to get his divorce hearing going on. And... Kim doesn't show up. And so the judge goes, where's Kim? She's supposed to be here. This is the divorce hearing. And he goes, well, she's on a flight back from Columbia. She's filming an MTV reality series called The Surreal Life. She'll be back at 9 p.m. And the judge, obviously very annoyed, is like, are you kidding me? You didn't show up. So the judge basically had to move forward without Kim and said, moving forward, literally everybody has to be here. Now, I've never been divorced, so I'm not 100% how it works, but... It seems like that's kind of the baseline. Everyone's got to show up. Like, this is a marriage that you can't just do it with one party, right? No, both people need to be there. And if the, if and the thing is, if they set the court date and you aren't able to be there, you should have told your lawyer so they could have told the court. So you could have, like, I don't know how easy it is to change a court date, but just not showing up and not telling anybody, I think is probably what annoyed the judge the most because it's a waste of everybody's time. I would imagine it also whatever they're fighting for, it looks good on the other person, right? Because you can kind of use that as they weren't showing up in a relationship just like they're not showing up Ooh. now. Ooh, mm-hmm. bars. <laughs> can you get a divorce with just one person present? Like, can if, if I was married and I was like, I want out, can I just, can I just show up to all the hearings if I, they don't come? I don't know. I'm not sure. 
I don't either. This is like an Ask a Lawyer. Uh, 1-855-BIRT-SHOW, 855-237-8746. Um, if you are privy in divorce law and can give us a little insight, that'd be awesome. Hit us up. I know at least um, they have to, you have to be served with the papers. And if you can't track your uh, spouse down, I know that you can take out like a newspaper ad. Like it's very weird. Like there are steps you have to go through to try and make it known that, hey, get their attention. Like we're divorcing and then you can move forward. But as for not showing up, I would imagine if they've been served papers, you could do the proceedings. And if you don't show up, then you're just going to lose everything. Mm -hmm. I would guess, or at least your lawyer has to be there. Because you could be in a position where you want to get a divorce, but the other person doesn't, so they just stay MIA. That doesn't mean you have to stay married to them forever. Like, there should be, like... A way out. There should be steps for you to take to to get a divorce if you want one. I love how a newspaper ad was the first thing we brought up, because I feel like nowadays it'd be a TikTok, like one of those green screen ones mm-hmm. where it's like, hey, honey, we're getting divorced, and hope it goes viral so they see it. <laughs> Behind me are the papers that you need to sign. <laughs> it, it may have changed. Like, this was like years ago when I learned about the newspaper ad. So honestly, like I bet social media is part of that package now. Like I think it's more about doing your due diligence Hmm. to let your spouse know that you're out. All right. So let's go ahead and take um, caller number one if we can, because I believe this is somebody who knows what they're talking about. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, uh, Jamie, welcome to the Burt Show. So are you in divorce law? I am not. I am divorced though. So in the state where I live, um, because our divorce was not contested, we agreed um, on all parameters. Um, he did not show up to court. I was there all by myself. So that's uncontested. Right. Yeah, but from what yeah. I've from what I've read, Abby, um, she's very much contesting this. this. Yeah, this is very contestable from what I'm gathering yeah. because I saw an ET yesterday. She's saying like they're still being intimate and everything. So she's like, I don't understand why we're getting divorced. But and seems- he said he he he'd like apparently didn't deny he he said he they are still being intimate but he still wants a divorce huh? i'm oh. like what are you doing bro can't let it go yeah i mean he's like yeah i did that <laughs> what about it <laughs> okay speaking of divorce Jeannie my jenkins also doesn't want to get divorced from her husband jeezy but they've already filed so oh, he filed right yeah he filed so he even posted on instagram he was like too focused on who i'm becoming to focus on who's not coming with me, throwing a little bit of shade at his almost ex-wife. But sources are coming out and saying, Jeannie got married to stay married. She wants to fight for this. They have a one and a half year old and they've been married for about three years. But apparently she does a lot of work in LA. He lives in Atlanta and... Uh, it's just making all the problems a lot worse. So it sounds like it was just too much for him. Mm-hmm. It was fast. Very fast turnaround on that one. Yeah, I know. Another great couple that we've lost. I'm really bummed about that. Okay, Ed Sheeran. Did you know that he set up Courtney Cox with one of his friends? Mm-hmm. Well, he actually ended up doing a personalized version of one of his songs to honor their relationship. Though your heart is falling too. Oh, because he just put Johnny's name in there. Yeah, yeah. Why does that creep me out so much? I love that song, but hearing him being like... Johnny's beard is the shape of you? Yeah, and his his bed sheets smell like you. It feels like... I guess because they're friends, it's fine, but it feels weird and invasive and gross. (laughs) It it, it is a little icky. Like, if Kristen sets me up with someone, I don't want her being like, oh my God, do his bed sheets smell like you? It's it's, it's weird. I almost swore on the radio. It's so weird. (laughs) He was serenading her until he looked over and saw her husband. I'll tell you about Usher's latest show on your next eBuzz on The Burt Show. The Burt Show. We believe in equality on this show. 
We put the men from the 80s on blast for their sad, pathetic um, dating videos that they, oh my God, y'all, these were so bad. Do we have those so we could play those again too, just to compare to the women so we can vote to see who is worse? We can in a couple seconds. Okay, yeah, pull them up because I want, I want to have a comparison. So yeah, Abby, you found these old um, dating videos from the 80s of men basically pitching themselves or also like, presenting what they're looking for in a woman. Yeah, it's sort of like the original dating app. I guess back in the day, they would put together a VHS tape of all the available men in your local area, and they would pitch themselves in, you know, like 30 words or less, and um, they probably should have used a lot less words because they were um, very cringy (laughs) and very uncomfortable, and anytime we specifically blast men, I always get a slew of DMs and comments being like, well, what about the women? And sometimes it's harder to find ones from the women, but not this time around because now we have a whole list of examples of women from the 80s trying to get some. Hi, I'm Elizabeth and I live in the West End Pretend Valley. Pardon me. Hi, (laughs) I'm Jana. I'm looking for, I'm not sure. Hello, my name is Ellen. Some people call me sexy. (laughs) Others say I'm sensuous. Hi, I'm Linda. <laughs> well, you know, when I'm not using my doctor in pharmacy to troubleshoot a large healthcare computer system, I'm over at the gym pumping iron or driving my black Porsche with the wind blowing through my hair and singing along with Anita Baker's Rapture of Love. <laughs> I guess you could say I'm an Oreo cookie freak. I have an Oreo cookie jar, Oreo salt and pepper shakers, light click anything with an Oreo on it. And I love to eat double stuffed ones. They're the best. Bette Midler. I laugh hysterically at Bette Midler. Um, I have two cats. And I don't know how to ride a horse. (laughs) And my goal in life is to have my own religion. I was a flop at canoeing. (laughs) I'm looking for a romanticist. Spend time at the fireplace. Someone that's clean. Be clean, you know? I keep my car very clean, and I expect a man to do the same. And I also like very meaty men. So here's the main difference from the ones that we heard from the men yesterday versus the women that we just heard. It sounds like all of these women are auditioning to be cult leaders. Like they either <laughs> want to start their own religion. So they want to start. That's a different kind of goal. Of right all the too. things you want to start. Right. You want to start your own religion. Okay. The Oreo cookie lady. Like talk about a hyper fixation. Oh my God. Literally sounded like an SNL skit. Listening yeah. to yeah. it, I it could see. I, I swear, Kristen Wiig was one of them. <laughs> you, 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 well, put, make sure to share the video because the video, when you match with it, makes it even more cringe for sure. But just to so we can remember and we can vote who we think was worse because the women did not disappoint. That was not good. But here were the dudes we played the other day. My name's Mike, and if you're sitting there watching this tape smoking your cigarette, well, hit the fast-forward button, because I don't smoke, and I don't like people who do smoke. Hi, I'm Maurice. I'm an executive by day and a wild man by night. Early to rise makes a woman healthy, wealthy, and wise. That's why you're wiser than me. It's Steven. Hi, my name is Phil. Uh, Most of my friends call me Big Phil. I'm not afraid to get sand on my tuxedo if you're not afraid to let the wind mess your hair up a little bit when I take the top down. I took a sponge ball and was pulling him out of a little girl's ear and looking for the goddess. Are you the goddess? Who is the goddess? The goddess is the woman, is a woman, is any woman, is all women. A figure that is sexy, slim, tight, excellent legs. 
Life is a playground and I want somebody to play with. I'm interested in most phases of data processing. I'm, I'm really looking for somebody I can feel special about. And I don't encounter people like that very often. And I'm hoping you're one of them. <laughs> what I want to do is um, set up the woman who wants to start her own religion with the guy who's looking for somebody to play with. <laughs> I feel like they all can be matched yeah, together. Yeah, because oh, right. there's the data processing dude and then the other woman who's like, I like my healthcare supercomputer. Yeah, perfect dude, for each other. Those men made the women, like the women are way worse. I thought so opinion. too. Yeah, you like, think the so women too. are worse? Way yeah, worse. Those I do men too. Looked, the women made the men look like catches to me. <laughs> Whoa. Yeah, I thought the women, they sucked big time. <laughs> All right, so follow up Thursday. Um, that's anytime we have done something on the show and you want an update on it because we tend to forget to do that sometimes. Um, so this one was requested by Cyan Vang, Mo. Yep, and it reads, Hi, can you guys follow up with the woman who was trying to set up their best friend who was striking out in dating? According to the listener, the reason she was failing at dating was because she was dating out of her league. Thus began the saga of her setting up her friend with men who, in the listener's opinion, are more in her league. Her friend granted her three cho chances. You guys called her out and jokingly called this Operation the Train of Fugly. Or, <laughs> I, don't or that. I, I don't remember it being oh, exactly bro. like that, but maybe. Choo -choo. By the end, the listener was pretty mad at you guys, but seemed to have successfully set her friend up with her cousin. How was their friendship and did the relationship she set up work out? Wow. So th this, this was a hot minute ago. So this all originally started July 13th of 2021. Rebecca's friend had no problem with landing dates. Her problem was finding a long-term relationship. And she was convinced that the reason her friend had bad luck was because she was dating men who were out of her league. So she set her friend up with three men who were more aesthetically on her level. Against Bert's advice, Rebecca ordered the dates from most attractive to least. The first date went well, but he never reached out for a follow-up date. Her friend thought the second guy was nice, but she wasn't feeling him. The last date was Rebecca's cousin, and her friend had no clue who she was meeting until she got to the restaurant. To our surprise, the date went extremely well, and she was excited about seeing him again. Are the two still dating or not? Yes, they're still together and going strong. Wow, that was they've been they've been dating for a minute. Right? They're driving the fugly train together. Well, keep <laughs> Uh-oh. Their connection was so evident that from the very first date and seeing them together is truly awesome. I mean, I always knew my cousin was a great guy, but seeing how he treats my friend has really confirmed what I knew. They really are good together. My aunt, his mom, absolutely adores her. There's also a lot of whispers and a lot of nudging from our family about a potential proposal. My friend is eager for one, too. Given how private my cousin is, it's hard to know what's on his mind or when he might pop the question. But we all have our fingers crossed that maybe it could happen this Christmas. Fingers crossed. Thank you all for being so curious and checking back with me about it. I'm happy to give you such a happy update. I'll let you know when that proposal finally happens. What were we waiting for, Tommy? Uh, uh, I got that one mixed up with the one coming up later. I was like, did I miss something? Because that's pretty I wouldn't even allow good. myself to enjoy it. <laughs> I, I, I was, was like, just throwing you off. They're going strong. He might propose. I'm like, is he cheating? <laughs> I'm like, we got a fingers crossed emoji. We got the smiling, blushing emoji. Tommy, don't do that to that's us, rude. man. 
I'm not a huge fan of spicy foods, but I do like a bit of spice in other areas of my life. Reality TV fights make it spicy. My margaritas make them very spicy. And when it comes to the spice cabinet you keep beside your bed, you got to have a wide variety of spices to keep things heated up. If you've been looking for some more flavor to add to your life behind closed doors, Adam and Eve can help you bring the heat with some fun new items to turn up the temp between you and someone else. Or if it's a single girl summer, there's plenty of options for those of you riding solo this year. Adam and Eve is offering 50% off just about any item and they'll include free shipping and rush processing so you can spice things up ASAP. And you don't gotta worry about your neighbors noticing your delivery. Adam and Eve ships things out in discreet packaging. So you and Deborah down the street don't have to make awkward eye contact when you get your mail. Just go to adamandeve.com and select any one item and select just enter offer code Abby at checkout. That's A-B-B-Y at adamandeve.com. This exclusive offer is specific to this podcast. So be sure to use code Abby to get your discount code Abby. I'm not a huge fan of spicy foods, but I do like a bit of spice in other areas of my life. Reality TV fights make it spicy. My margaritas make them very spicy. And when it comes to the spice cabinet you keep beside your bed, you got to have a wide variety of spices to keep things heated up. If you've been looking for some more flavor to add to your life behind closed doors, Adam and Eve can help you bring the heat with some fun new items to turn up the temp between you and someone else. Or if it's a single girl summer, there's plenty of options for those of you riding solo this year. Adam and Eve is offering 50% off just about any item and they'll include free shipping and rush processing so you can spice things up ASAP. And you don't gotta worry about your neighbors noticing your delivery. Adam and Eve ships things out in discreet packaging. So you and Deborah down the street don't have to make awkward eye contact when you get your mail. Just go to adamandeve.com and select any one item and select just enter offer code Abby at checkout. That's A-B-B-Y at adamandeve.com. This exclusive offer is specific to this podcast, so be sure to use code Abby to get your discount code Abby. The Bird Show. There are bucket list items and apparently there are anti-bucket list items. Mm. So anti-bucket list items are items that you never want to do again or never want to do in the first place. And this is where we first heard about anti-bucket list. Oh, yes, because this is an anti-bucket list. Stuff that you don't ever want to do. You never want to do it again. I would be happy if I never saw another opera again. What would be on your anti-bucket list? I never want to milk a cow again. (laughs) My grandfather was a farmer in Shropshire, and he once showed me how you milk a cow by hand, and it kills your hands, and you walk around like that for hours afterwards. Never again. All right, so Bert tasked all of us to come up with our anti-bucket list. Uh, These could be things we never want to do again or things that we don't want to do, period. Um, And I'm going to kick it off. And this is basically... Um, tell me you're on radio without telling me you're on radio. <laughs> <laughs> this was a really, 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 really easy list for me to put together. So number one, squirt lemon juice in my eye. Number two, the cinnamon challenge because I inhaled it and got sent to the hospital. Number three, get duct taped to a pole holding up a sign that says honk if you have herpes too. Oh. <laughs> um, jello wrestling with rugby players from New York. That uh, actually sounds very fun. Oh, it is, so the Jello wasn't solid; it was liquid. So we were just Jello wrestling in like Jello soup. It was so gross. Oh, were nasty. they female rugby players? Yes. Oh, that's not. Yeah, my, yeah. That's that. If that's your idea of fun, that's great. That wasn't my idea of fun. It, it's it's not a Travis Kelsey looking man coming and throwing you around in a good way. <laughs> that's what I thought was going to happen. I was like, sign me up. This Put that what, on my bucket list. Spring break, Daytona. Um, and we all, myself and three friends did jello wrestling and it was the stupidest thing ever. Did you get really bruised from it too or something? I had the whole hand, her whole handprint was on my arm oh, from where wow. she grabbed me and like flipped me over and like, like literally just 
I was a rag doll. Wow. A rag she doll. She take that. it easy on you. No. She did that to you. Imagine her boyfriend. <laughs> Good luck to them. Um, <laughs> number one on the list is pose nude for an art class. I will never, ever, ever. You did that? Yeah, lost a bet on the show. Did you feel awkward or did you feel empowered? Awkward. Hated every second of it. We'll never, ever, 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 ever do it again. Okay. Which is why it's on my anti-bucket list. Okay. Do not recommend. 10 out of 10. Do not recommend. <laughs> um, and then last one, Date. <laughs> I would hope not. I am a happily married woman right now, and I hope that's the way it remains because listening to you guys, that is the last thing I want to do. Oh, God, mm-hmm. it's miserable. All right, so Mo, your anti-bucket list, sir. Okay, I um I think I'm done with the nudist colonies. Yep. I, I don't I don't want to be naked in public anymore. You went to a nudist colony? Yeah, I lost a bet also right here on the Bertram. <laughs> yeah, remind me to never make a bet with y'all. <laughs> don't. Uh, you, don't. You thought wearing a diaper was bad? <laughs> <laughs> Funny you'd bring that up, KKIO. <laughs> <laughs> we should revisit our worst bet payoffs for Abby so she knows the trauma uh, that she missed. Oh, okay. For sure. At we'll, some point. We'll, 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 do, we'll do a grand list of all of our bet payoffs over the years. I'm so glad this is 2023. You should be. Oh, yeah. Y- y'all got to be afraid of HR. Yeah. <laughs> we actually have one now. <laughs> so, yes, yeah, so I'm done with the diapers. Uh, I don't want to go camping again. Mm. I went camping once. I, I did not enjoy that. Uh, I don't want to be pregnant or wear hills anymore. God, God bless the ladies. That was tough. I don't want to climb any mountains. That's never been my thing. Um, I have been crapped on by a bird before. I, oh, me too. You know too? Yeah. 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 yeah, it's not fun. Surprisingly solid. Yeah, I love how they're like, it's good luck because it's such a crappy experience. Uh-huh. Like, you're like, we need to say something to make this better. And I was eating pizza at the time. Oh, and he got my pizza no. too. No. Me Do you think it was pizza. ranch? <laughs> No. Was it New York pizza? Yes, it was. Oh, that no. makes it even worse. Yep. So, yeah, that's I, I a, that was some bite. pigeon poo right there. Yeah. Right? Having pigeon pizza. Uh-uh. Uh, drive anywhere that's more than two hours long. No more road trips for me. <laughs> oh, okay. And Fair. swim with sharks. Did it once, never want to do it again. All right. Oh, yeah, that's a solid that. anti-bucket list. Thank you. All right, Abby? Oh, mine are surprisingly serious. Um, the, the, but we start out lights. So the first one is I never want to eat an oyster again. The texture is so like, it's literally like you're eating snot, except people are expecting you to enjoy it. They're like, aren't these delicious? And I'm like, you're psychotic. Uh, I don't want to do anything thrill seekerish. Like I don't want to bungee jump. I ain't going skydiving. Just I once. I, no, I ain't going swimming with sharks. I like being alive for the most part. <laughs> Ask me on a bad day. Maybe I'll be into it. Um, number three, I don't want to go on another date that I'm not excited about. I feel like I've mm. followed the advice of everyone being like, you know, may, give them a chance. Maybe blah, blah, blah. I'm so sick of going out with people that I'm not yeah. into. Um, and maybe I'll get to a point where I'll, I will be open-minded again, but I want to be a closed-minded AF for the next couple of years and just go out with people that I'm really excited about. I which, like that. which is why we didn't pursue anybody in the matchmaking um, segment because I just, if you're not feeling it, then don't force it. Exactly. Um, I never want to experience unrequited love again. I wouldn't say like I was ever in love with someone, but I definitely feel like I've had a series of people where I've been really into them and they have not been into me. And that is just sad and pathetic. So I never want to do that again. And I also never want to lose another friend 
to pride. I never want to put my pride above my friendships. And um, I always want to be the first to apologize and the first to make amends. So wow. you went pride, we went nudity. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> you you did. I, did, I did less bets than y'all. So I had, I had to fill the spaces. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Cassie, you're anti-bucket list. We got a couple of commonalities, right, or I do, with you guys. So skydiving, thrill-seeking, cage diving with great whites, absolutely not, never, literally never will I skydive. Um, climb Mount Everest. I, Mo, you said mountains specifically. For me, it's Mount Everest. I, no, I mean, it's why? Why would you do that? I don't understand it. Hard drugs. I have never done them, and I never want to do them. Mm. Um, I'm talking about the hard, hard drugs. Like, if you think... Like the snowy stuff? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, go to Australia. I wanted to go there for so long, but everything I see coming out of that country is a giant snake, a giant spider, or a tiny deadly octopus. It's just, I'm like, how do you guys survive there? It is a wild, wild land of creatures that want to kill you. Well, everyone's just like the crocodile hunter there. Yeah. We think he's like a big star. He's just your Joe next door. Yeah. <laughs> there was a picture in Australia of like a, a shark, like a great white and a saltwater crocodile in the same shot on the beach. No, thank you. And then um, this one is more serious. Not take risks while I'm young. Like, I wish I had done more things like study abroad mm. or like gotten out of my comfort zone more. And I look back, I, I wish I had joined a sorority. Like, I know that's not risky, but for me, it was just for sort of... Just, depending on the sorority, <laughs> it can be a little risky. It was outside my comfort zone, and I wish I had done those things. All right. I, I think those are all solid anti-bucket lists. The Bird Show. <laughs> all right. She really likes this guy she's gone out with on a couple of dates, but he recently told her that she should wear skirts instead of pants. Should she ditch him or date him? I've gone on a few dates with a new guy. A first date went really well, I thought. I had worn a cute dress that I had brought earlier that day. I normally don't wear a lot of dresses, so I was a bit insecure about it. Well, throughout the evening, he showered me with genuine compliments. He seemed to love my outfit, and I felt great. For, a se for our second, we went to a Mexican restaurant. It was pretty casual, and I wore a pair of jeans and a cute top. I felt more like me and was way more comfortable. Soon as he saw me, he looked disappointed. He didn't hesitate at all to tell me, I wish I could really see your legs. Ooh. It was weird. I responded and said that they were still there. <laughs> <laughs> However, he countered saying, no, I mean, I love to see him in a dress or skirt. Jeans just aren't the same. <laughs> I don't know if I should be offended or creeped out by it. I mean, should a guy be telling me what he'd prefer I'd wear when we've only been on two dates? No. He hardly said anything about my parents that night. Maybe it was because I was rubbed the wrong way and acting differently towards him. But it seems as though he was treating me differently all night. Couldn't help but think it was because I wasn't wearing a cut dress with my legs showing. I think it's supposed to say cute dress. Okay, cute dress with my legs showing. Am I overthinking this? Abby, mm -hmm. you go on a second date with a man, mm -hmm. and he says this to you. I am so icked out by this. So icked out. And I actually do have a rule where I don't wear dresses or skirts until I know that I think the guy's great. Really? I always wear pants on first and second dates. And then if you're lucky, a third date, I'll throw on a skirt. <laughs> and it's for a couple of reasons. A, because usually I, I do bar dates, and I don't want to feel self-conscious conscious that you can, like, see mm -hmm. too much. Sitting but, on the stool and propping yourself up, whatnot. Yeah, but also, like, there's something... I think vulnerable is the wrong word, but like showing up in a skirt makes you feel daintier and like more girly. And I don't, 
like not everybody gets to experience like cute feminine Abby because like I, norm, normally I'm like a bull walking around. But like if you're like a good guy, like I'll, I'll let you see that side of me. But you got to get to like a good third date for that. This sounds a little icky, a little creepy. He's he's talking to you like you're an object. All right. So Mo, you're you're catching up with your sister and she's telling you about this guy she just started dating. And she tells you he said this to her on their second date. Oh, did she? Yeah. All day long. I mean, for him to be already policing what you wear and how you wear it on a second date, I, I think that's a sign of things to come. That's a major red flag. I would definitely tell her to ditch. Yeah, I think we're all going to be on the same page because I think this is a huge red flag, too. Like, it seems innocuous and, like, it, it, it comes across as not that big a deal, but I think it's... I think it is, and that he's looking at you more as an object mm-hmm. than a person. And it's controlling, too. So in a way. controlling. I wouldn't have even sat down for the second date. If yeah. I had shown up and he had said that, I would have bounced. Yeah, I, I wouldn't have just because, again, it's like one of those things that's ingrained in you. You don't want to make people uncomfortable. And I would have been so thrown by it. Mm-hmm. I don't, like, I can sit here and say, like, I would have walked out. But in being there and that happens, um, you it's like you... You don't know how you should react, so you just go along with it. It's like when people say something that makes you uncomfortable and you want to call them out, but you like awkwardly laugh instead because mm-hmm. you don't know what to do. And then later you're like, I really wish I would have told them how I actually felt instead of laughing and validating what they said because it was really creepy and stupid what they said. Also, it was Mexican, so you don't want to walk away from a free plate of enchiladas. <laughs> oh, yeah, or a good margarita. <laughs> I don't blame her at all. Yeah, I you, you got to be careful around a guy who's specifically ogling your legs like yeah. a serial killer. Like, I'd really like to see those legs out of those jeans it just it just rubs me the wrong way i've been on many a date with many a woman who've worn jeans i've never had a thought like that in my life yeah like not even anything close to it that's what it is it's twofold it's one you had the nerve to like say it to my mm-hmm. face but that you even thought it right like if most like i've never felt never even crossed my mind like that's because you're a solid guy but for somebody mm-hmm. and i get it like if you like dresses or you like a certain clothing style but it's just twofold the the thinking it and then actually the words coming out of your mouth put them back in he's clearly never seen a good pair of jeans because the right pair of jeans are better than a skirt or dress (laughs) (laughs) dude those spanx jeans and the way they prop that booty up be like dude you must have just not seen you 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 just saw her from the front you hadn't seen a chance for her to walk away you gotta be patient brother she should have walked away and that way you could have seen what you were missing from the (laughs) get-go the bird show Time to get buzzed on the hot goss from Hollywood with Abby. It's the Burt Show's entertainment buzz. Usher was in the middle of doing his thing, serenading a nice lady in the front row of his short residency at Paris Le Saint Musicale. And then he thought, hmm, this might be a bad idea. So he was in the middle of serenading Gabrielle Union with his song Boyfriend that recently came out. And then all of a sudden he notices... Off to the distance, he sees her husband, Dwayne Ray- Wade, and thinks, you know what? I might want to stop this. That's not the way you know. This is He's going to knock my whole head off and dunk it. But, you know, I feel like it's all in good fun. I mean, he's a performer. I feel like you can't be mad if Usher's serenading your wife. Yeah, and if you're sitting front row, like, that's to be expected, 
Right? What do you mean you can't be mad? Yes, you can. You can? Absolutely, you can. That man has been ruining relationships all summer. I, well, okay, listen. <laughs> oh, yeah, He's a I domestic forgot. terrorist. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I think Kiki Palmer's relationship with or without Usher, that was coming to a close. But him making that little song was like the nail in the coffin. Well, yes, that was definitely the straw that mm-hmm. broke that camel's back for sure. But you take your woman to an Usher show. You're sitting front row. It's to be expected. If she's fine, like Gabrielle Union is, Usher's going to serenade her, and you have to be okay with that. Well, that's fair. But I'm not mad if he just if he sings to her. Okay. I'm not mad. But you can't grab a hand, take her up to the other row, skate around Doug, and dance, <laughs> and do and put that smile on her. You can't do all that, Usher. Nope, it's too much. Too much. But even if you know, you're, you're the one taking her home. Mm-hmm. Usher's just, you know... Prom in the pump for you. <laughs> I, I, I don't want him. I don't want him anywhere near my pump. <laughs> the man is too talented. Okay. Give him away from me. He is very talented. I will give you that. In terms of the art of breaking up relationships, I don't know if he's that talented because I was watching an interview with Kiki Palmer with Hoda and um, Jenna, and she was asked about her relationship. Like, hey, are you and Darius still together? And Kiki literally goes, "Mind your business." Mm-hmm. None of your business. So I think they may still be together. Mm, I don't know if, if they did do all of that for Clout, though. It was very well done. I must I, admit. I don't. That that doesn't strike me as a playbook in Kiki. And that doesn't strike me as something in Kiki's playbook. I don't think so either. No, yeah. I get the sense like they share a kid together. Breaking yeah. up is so much easier said than done. I'm not sure a music video was enough to break things up, but we'll see how if the power of Usher comes through. There will be no music video for Dwayne Wade. That, that much. <laughs> that much we know. If there is, he's in it. <laughs> <laughs> Standing in the corner. Like y'all behave yourselves. (laughs) All right, I thought we could play a little fun game based off something I saw in Dumois yesterday. So Dumois was sharing people's uncomfortable interactions with celebrities, things that they've done to celebs that were a little uncomfy, and things that celebs have done to them that were a little weird as well. So let's play What Would You Rather Awkward Celeb Interaction Edition. So for this game, I'm going to give you two different scenarios of what you would rather experience based off of what these people submitted to Dumois. And you can tell me which one you w- would rather sit through and which one you uh, would rather uh, never, never experience ever. Never encounter. Got it. Never encounter. So the first one, I met Chris Evans a while ago and he told my mom, congratulations, because he thought she was pregnant. Oh. <laughs> or... I had to zip up Liza Minnelli's pants in a restaurant bathroom. Yes, I saw her undies and they had gold sequins all over them. (laughs) Oh, I'm definitely zipping up Liza Minnelli's pants. I don't want anybody making that. Like, that's just why you would say that and having zero confirmation. I'm one of those people, unless I see the baby is crowning, you, you don't you don't say congratulations. I, I feel like I'm forced to take the first one because I don't want to have to explain why I was in a woman's bathroom. <laughs> I also want to know how Liza got to the point where she was like, can someone zip up my pants? Like, I have never been that desperate in the women's bathroom to have a stranger come and zip me up. If the zipper's in the back. It was in the front, though. Oh. I know. Well, she, she, like, so she came out, I can't, I don't remember what award show it was with Lady Gaga, and I think she, because of her condition, she would need a little extra assistance. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, yeah, I was yeah. not aware of that. So yes, now yes. I feel like an a-hole. Yes. <laughs> You're not an a-hole. The person who submitted that to Dumois is an a-hole. Yeah, yes. Okay, next one. My dad met Steve Carell at Duncan and said, love your work on Minions, of all things. <laughs> well, I mean, can you imagine sitting next to your dad when he says that, though? <laughs> is, that, is that a, de- like, so if it's, 
if it's a dad with their like kids, kids, I could see a dad doing that just to f with their, you know, that they're like, Dad, the office, forty year old virgin, you know, and like making a dad joke. Yes, crazy, stupid love. He's so good in that movie. Mm-hmm. Or. My friend asked Amy Poehler and Will Arnett for a photo at a restaurant while they were meeting with a divorce mediator. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh, oh, I'm totally complimenting Steve Carell on his um, on his Minions movies. Give me the same yeah. one. It's a better story. Yeah, that one's kind of funny. And you're a Duncan. <laughs> okay, I have more than we can do them later. But for now, an amateur body language expert thinks he knows the fate of Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift's relationship just based off her hands. It's on your next eBuzz on the Burt Show. Her sister changes herself for. Every dude she dates, and she does not think it's healthy and wants to say something to her. Next on The Burt Show. The Burt Show. Her sister changes herself for every dude she dates. She doesn't think it's healthy, and she thinks it's time to call her out. Before I get to the email, happy birthday, Cassie. Thank you. Oh, happy birthday. birthday. Birthday, Cassie's 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 Awesome. Okay. And I'm doing pretty good too. Minus those two glasses of wine last night. (laughs) Um, She goes on to say, I need some assistance with how to address a concern I have with my sister. Since she's my sister, I don't feel like I'm out of place by bringing this up to her. It's a genuine concern and an area of her personality I think she's blind to. I was watching the supermodel documentary recently and Cindy Crawford was doing an interview about her first marriage to Richard Gere. She was 25 when they got married, and looking back now, she realizes she conformed to all his likes and interests. That's exactly what my sister is doing with all the guys she's dating. She's 22, and the last few relationships she's had, she has completely transformed herself for the guy. For instance, the last guy she dated was into motorcycles and tattoos. This girl, who was terrified of motorcycles and had zero tattoos, is all of a sudden contemplating buying a motorcycle and getting a tattoo. Thankfully, they broke up before any of that happened. Then there was a guy before that who was vegan, and she completely changed her diet and became a vegan for him. The guy before that was an avid fisher. The girl who hated boats got seasick constantly and wouldn't dare bait a hook is now out on boats every weekend and even bought her own reel. My sister is an awesome person with a lot to offer a man. I don't understand why she feels the need to change herself for every guy she dates in order to make herself feel more appealing. 
I don't know how to tell her this without hurting her feelings. Can you please help me with the words to use? Her self-esteem must already be low if she's so willing to constantly conform to these men. The last thing I want to do is make her feel less than. So if you've ever had to have this conversation, 1-855-BIRTSHOW, 855-237-8746. Please give us a shout. All right, so, Mo, Mm -hmm. if, if you're trying to say this to a sibling... I know there's not going to be any easy way to do it, but can you try to give her some guidance on what words you would use? It's uh, it's always tough when you want to kind of talk to one of your siblings about something that they're going to take personally. But if you do genuinely feel like it's something that would help them, um, I think it's all in the approach. I don't think there's any way to do it to where you're not going to hurt her feelings a little bit. But I do think for me personally, I would try to sit her down and come from a place of love. I probably would start off with some sense of positivity about how I'm genuinely saying this because I feel like it would um, benefit your future and just add more quality to your life. And then I would just try to choose my words carefully in telling her that I feel like you kind of go away from yourself and what you really want and what actually satisfies you when you date other people. And with that being said, I think you should try to find more of a balance in your dating life so that you can also be happy when you choose to give your time to other people. Mm. How would this conversation go with your brother? Well, this is what we like to call a canon event. And as somebody who's been the girl in this situation where you're changing your interests and changing your lifestyle in the interest of getting a guy, I honestly think that this is a lesson that that you've got to learn yourself. And I think it's honestly more effective that way because I look back on the years where, like I went through a marathon phase because I was into a guy who used to like to run marathons. I hate running. Cardio, don't put me down for it. I look back on that and I'm like, wow, I can't believe that I went to such not extreme measures, but I went out of my way in an attempt to be more attractive to somebody who was not even giving me the time of day. And I feel like it's empowered me to, f- to not focus on myself in like a selfish way, but be, but realize that I'm worth somebody wanting to put that kind of effort towards me too. So honestly, I think you should just let her figure it out on her own. So you wouldn't say anything at all. Mm-mm, I would say, I mean, maybe I would bring it up being like, Hey, like you get seasick. Why are you all into boats all of a sudden? And I would maybe be casual about it. Yeah. But I wouldn't come from a place of trying to make her change because I really do think she's just going to have to learn this the hard way. Yeah, I'm sitting here putting myself in in her position and like how I would have this conversation with my brother. And I do think it's different. Like if it's a brother having a conversation with a brother versus a sister having a conversation with a sister For or sure. a sister and a brother. Mm-hmm. There's just different dynamics there. Um, and as, as I was playing it out in my head, it was like, this is starting to sound like an intervention and I don't want it to sound like an intervention, mm-hmm. but it would be like one of those, just the two of us having a glass of wine and being like, hey, have you noticed a pattern in your past relationships and see if they can recognize it? And then if not, be like, you know, when you dated this person, you did this. And when you dated this person, you did this. And and I just, like, what makes you happy? Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like you're wanting to... Um, fit into their world rather than Mm. being two people that come together. Exactly. So I feel like if there is a way to approach it that way, but you don't want to sound preachy. Mm -hmm. You don't want it to make, you don't don't want them to feel attacked. You don't want it to sound like an intervention. So I totally get why you're having a hard time, you know, trying to figure out um, the the words to use. Hey, Marsha, thanks for joining the Burt Show and joining the conversation. Do you have any advice? Um, yeah, I would, again, and I'm sorry I didn't hear what the caller said before. It sounds like maybe similar, but 
I would definitely approach it from a loving, you know, standpoint and that, you know, maybe she took some risk and tried things she wouldn't normally get to. Mm-hmm. And that's great. But that hopefully she feels secure enough in the things that she likes that she could also share them um, with her future partner um, and, and, you know, be confident in her, her likes and dislikes. It's great to try new things. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, to say she didn't like boating, but then she was out fishing, maybe she just maybe didn't try it and went out and did like it. So she took the opportunities to try things that she wouldn't normally be able to. I think that's great. Um, You just want her to know that it's okay to like stuff that she enjoys and shares them with her future partner that well, not just one-sided. No, I mean, it's a great way to enter the conversation as far as like commending her for like Mm -hmm. putting herself out there and Mm -hmm. opening herself to these new experiences. Hey, Kelsey, welcome to The Burt Show. Thanks for joining the convo. I have any advice for our listener. I was just going to say there was an entire uh, movie about this concept called Runaway Bride. Maybe tell her to watch it and see if it resonates. <laughs> just to have a movie night? That's the one with uh, Richard Gere and Julia Roberts, right? Yes. Oh, how yes. fitting. Yeah, I don't remember the premise, though. That was the whole concept. She conformed to every single guy, and he told her she needed to like find herself and figure out what she liked. Gotcha. All right, so there you go. Um, it'll just be movie night for the two of you. You can figure it out that way. The Bird Show. Apparently, Abby, you got an education on the ATL courtesy of your Uber driver. I really did. My mom and I had the chattiest Uber this weekend while we were on the way to my podcast event. And normally I hate chatty Ubers. Like, I just want to get in the back, shut up, disassociate until I get to where I'm going. But honestly, it was really entertained the entire time. So I had this driver named Sasha. And she told us that we were in, or that she was in between jobs and she was Ubering in the meantime. But it was the story she told me about the things that she experienced that made me think, why would you ever want to give up this job? So my mom and I were on our way to Midtown and she was telling us about the last couple of Ubers that she had picked up. And she said, yeah, last weekend I was driving around a certain part of town and I won't say what it is because I don't want to out somebody's secret sex dungeon. (laughs) But she said that she... (laughs) you totally can. No, I can't because yes, I feel bad. What if they come after me? I'm scared of these people. Got they got whips and stuff. Whips Look. and chains, handcuffs. Back a little booty up with my belt. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it took me a second. Bad <laughs> shout out to Luda. Uh-huh. If there's a dungeon, they're, they're pretty good on consent. Okay, so that was something that she brought up. So she told me that she had picked up somebody who was telling her about his experience in one of the seven dark rooms. And she this was the coolest thing. She said, yeah, he said, you have to consent to the unknown when you go to these rooms. So you go to this lounge and there's... So this is like a club in Atlanta. It's, I think she called it a lounge. Okay. It's a lounge near a big piece of architecture. Okay. And she said that you have to consent to the unknown in one of these seven dark rooms. It's completely pitch black and there's a bunch of people in there. So it's essentially a group effort in terms of the activities happening. And basically you don't get to say, I mean, I'm sure you could say no, but the, the point of it is to say yes to everything, but you don't know what's going on or who you're interacting with. So you walk in, everyone's butt naked doing their things in this super, super dark room. And I'm like, that would give me so much anxiety. So you can't even make out faces. You can't even make out faces. You don't know if it's men, women, wow. animals. Okay, well, I'm, I feel like it's that's probably not the third one. <laughs> you don't know. That's illegal. <laughs> you have to consent to the unknown in this place. And I 
I think we talked about this yesterday. Like how cool it must be to be that sexually free and to not have any barriers no up. No inhibitions whatsoever. No inhibitions. I would need to be on several drugs to be able to <laughs> manage <laughs> several, several. All of the drugs. All of them. I've, all of them. I feel like from what I've heard about the community, it's all built on trust yeah. and building trust relationships. So I think if you're going to one of those places, you've been in it for a while to the point where, but I don't know, I, same way. Like for me, I'd be like, stop touching me, but I'm all touched out. But like, could you imagine hands coming out of the darkness no, no, and no, just like no, 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 tweaking no. you? No, uh -huh. tweaking you. you. <laughs> <laughs> but she also said that she picked up somebody else that she said after she picked them up, she needed to sanitize her car because <laughs> she said that she had picked him up from another group activity in another part of town at wow. a different lounge. Elena's freaky. Elena's so freaky. Wait, Who knew? Was her car the only thing she sanitized? <laughs> <laughs> she, said she had hand sanitizer okay. in there too. But she was laughing because she said she picked this person up and they were, um, and, and I know it's 2023, you can wear what you want, but this person says that they were wearing somebody else's clothes and it was a man wearing woman's clothes. Oh. <laughs> and um, she said that, yeah, he said that he had left wearing someone else's clothes because he didn't know where they were because it was a group activity and everybody was just throwing their, you know, clothes, clothes in all places. Just tossing stuff left and right. Yeah. You don't know where your khakis went, so you're going <laughs> to you're gonna grab a skirt. Where'd the polo go? <laughs> and he comes out wearing a sundress. But anyway, my mom and I were beyond in entertained and fascinated by this undercover Atlanta that we had discovered. And I looked at her and I said, Sasha, like, have you thought about starting a podcast? Like you're a really talented storyteller. It's a great idea. I think, and, and she also had a lot of really interesting insight as well. She said she's an avid reader, but not like in the books that me and Cassie read where we just want to read about fairies getting it on. <laughs> she, re she reads actual adult intellectual books and was giving kind of like you know, unsolicited, ther unsolicited therapy to me and my mom and having conversations about life and the meaning of it. And I thought it would be so cool if you had a podcast where you talked about these crazy stories, but then like you tacked on your own wisdom that you've learned from, you know, all your reading. And so me and her actually met yesterday and I'm going to help her produce her no. first podcast. Awesome, Abby. I know. So I'm really excited because I have... Um, a little known fact about me is I technically have a production company. And so I was like, you could be my first client. So um, I'm, I want to talk to Bert about it too. Cause I want to have him help me figure this out as well. Cause he's so talented in terms of storytelling. He, I mean, he does have a podcasting book. He does book, have so that, a podcasting book as well. So that, yeah. That would be a wise person to consult with. <laughs> Listenable, get it wherever you get your favorite books. But yeah, um, I think we're going to be working on this for the next couple of months. And I really hope something comes out of it because I really believe in Sasha. And I, I think this could be a really entertaining podcast for people. I feel like the universe works in mysterious ways. And like you were you were meant to order your Uber at that time. She was meant to be your rideshare, et cetera. And like stuff like that feels very kismet. That's, ex that's exactly what I told her yesterday. So stay tuned for that. We, we need a fun title. So if you have any like, you know, ideas, hit me up. <laughs> All right, so Cash, you need us to hold you accountable. Oh my gosh. I have a problem. Hi, my name is Cassie. I have a problem and it is, um, <laughs> which one are we talking about today? Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. Thank you. I have a lot of them. <laughs> There's only one I would like to publicly address because it is bleeding me dry. I have an addiction to Uber Eats. I cannot stop using it. I know exactly why I use it. And that is time, honestly. So like during the mornings, I'm trying to 
So just to give you some backstory, I'm trying to work on my health, which sounds silly using Uber Eats, but you can actually get some healthier foods. Uh-huh. Um, and I'm also in a point where <laughs> the past few days, with the exception, not eating dairy or wheat because I have allergies to them. It's a discussion with my doctor. So we're scaling back. So that means I can't grab an, a bagel or a piece of toast mm-hmm. when I run out the house. And I'm trying to eat higher protein because of... Um, I have polycystic ovarian syndrome and higher protein is helpful in regulating that. So in the mornings, if I'm sleeping late because the kids have been up all night or I'm just exhausted. I know you've been struggling with the kids and their their sleeping habits right now. Yeah, it's just tough. And, you know, I think everybody, it doesn't matter what time you get up, wants a little extra sleep in the morning. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, I know in my head the one thing I can cut out of my morning routine is food because I don't have time to cook it and then eat it. And I'm not going to come in here stinking for you guys. You're welcome, Mo. I sit right next to you. Yeah. Thank you so So much. So I shower every morning. And so I'm like, cool. When I get to work, I'll do an Uber Eats order. But it is so expensive and it's daily. And then it's bleeding over into lunch. The surcharges and then the delivery fees. Like when you add it up, all of a sudden you're paying like $25 for one item. And it's insane. Mm -hmm. The most ridiculous. I didn't check the fees because I ordered from a, let's just call it a, it's a popular, healthier fast food. Well, not fast food, but healthier restaurant that doesn't have a drive through that uses fresh ingredients. Let me that, put it that fast way. Fast casual. Yeah. And so I ordered it and I'm like, the in store, this would be at like $15. So it's probably going to be like, yeah, $25. It was $70. What? <gasps> and I didn't look at the total because I knew going in, I'm like, it's going to be 30 or under. Like, that's, I'll eat that cost. And I know that. And I felt sick to my stomach. And it was too late, obviously. Like, I couldn't do anything. And I was like, what did I just too. Yeah. And that was a real wake up call. And uh-huh. then lunch, picking up the kids. I'm so hungry. I don't have time to cook. Like I mm. got their food on the table. Let's just Uber eat something. And there was like a couple of days in a row where it was all three meals because it was just, I think really stepping back at looking at the big picture is I need help or an assist um, with like food and planning and I can do that but I just I need to be held accountable to not use Uber Eats so I'm not going to use it for the month of October. Do you want us to say something because I know we ordered Uber Eats today and I was like am I enabling her by buying something (laughs) as well because I was like a coffee sounds really nice right now. No no I mean yes in general I want you guys to hold me accountable but also give me a punishment. So all right we're going to mull this over tomorrow we're going to come with a punishment if you utilize any of those apps for the month of October okay. Okay. It's the Burt Show. The Burt Show.